Welcome, brothers, sisters, and siblings, to our auditory celebration of the human experience. This is a podcast where two siblings indulge their curiosities into topics known and yet unknown, and relate personal insights to give you a little context. Episode 7, Cross-Country Road Trips. Hello, and welcome to A Little Context, a brother-sister podcast where Matt, myself, and Devin, myself, cover a range of human interest topics and whatever we feel like talking about, and then uh, we reflect and we, we just enjoy life. So, Devin. Yeah. Please, tell me, how was your week? I was up and down. Um, we tried to switch internet plans this week, which uh, turned into a bit of a fiasco. The modem that we got wouldn't activate. Caleb spent something like five hours on the phone with our provider trying to fix it. And we were trying to avoid having someone sent out to us because that would have caused us a pretty hefty fee. I woke up for work the next day. So I went to bed when it wasn't fixed and I woke up and it still wasn't fixed. But I had to work, and I've been working from home uh, since March of last year. So I needed a secured internet connection to work, and I couldn't take off. Um, crisis averted. You, Matt, were awake, so you let me use your apartment. Yes. Um, but the internet still needed to be fixed. I didn't want to rely on you all week. So eventually... The modem was replaced, and it now works at twice the speed for half the cost that we would have been paying from our old plan. So, All right. Yeah, that was a headache worth working through. And thank you again for letting me use your apartment. Yeah, for sure. Now tell me, Devin, how was the smell? Of your apartment? Tell me about the smell. I'm so used to it, I, I don't know how good or bad it truly is. Uh, I would say that I didn't note any particular smell, so mm. if that helps at all. Yes, that's a really good start. Yeah, there was nothing, like, totally averting me to being there. Okay, that's good. Usually, after a hard day's work, I'll come home and I'll open the door and I will just immediately be offended by my own, <laughs> my own living situation. No, honestly, your apartment is not bad. But sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes I want to get out. Sometimes a lot of people want to get out. You know, we just got out of 2020. We're just about out of this coronavirus pandemic and all of the quarantine restrictions. And we're all ready to relieve some of the tension that was developed through uh, what, what many describe as cabin fever being pent up in our house. And today's topic is going to cover one way to uh, solve the the symptoms of cabin fever by crawling into a smaller space with <laughs> more people and then staying in it for days or even weeks at a time. That's right. Today we are talking about cross-country road trips. All right. Sounds good. You had me a little skeptical there. Sounds like a different type of cabin fever. <laughs> yes. So 
let's talk about the cross-country road trip. As a form of vacation, uh, the choice to simply drive great distances has long been popular. It's certainly popular in movies and storytelling. I believe the sprawling cross-country adventure naturally lends itself to an epic structure. As unfamiliar lands become realized, our heroes on this kind of journey will meet fleeting, mysterious characters and surmount unforeseen obstacles, which makes it perfect for narrative adaptation. What is Homer's Odyssey, if not a cross-country trip around Greece? Today, most of us know cross-country trips from how they're shown in Hollywood movies, which is often a zany comedy that starts with a dad announcing to the entire family that that's just what they're doing now. Kind of like what happens in The Mitchells vs. the Machines or RV, which RV is not the best representation of a road trip movie, but it serves my point. Sometimes the theme is a bit more introspective, like Into the Wild or more recently Nomadland, films which focus on journeys of self-actualization. Using a road trip as the foundation for a story has proven effective both for deep and heavy narratives and as the basis for a string of slapstick jokes, but I do have one gripe about the humor in these movies, because they all seem to settle on the same joke again and again, which is, everybody poops, lol. How do you do that in a car? What? Yeah, the poop joke is definitely um, a staple in the cross-country road trip narratives. Yeah. Especially when it comes to recreational vehicles, the ultimate cross-country accessory. There is a morbid curiosity shared by many about the toilet system on board, and many, many filmmakers have thought about it long enough to turn it into a fully produced scene in a multi-million dollar movie. The most scarring example probably comes from RV, which I apologize for bringing up a little bit earlier. But uh, now we're going to talk about it some more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can picture the scene, and it's gross. Yeah. Yeah, and it's probably what anybody who knows RV immediately thinks of. It's uh, the one thing that we remember from RV, the poop geyser. So in the movie... Uh, Robin Williams' character tries to empty the septic tank out of the RV, but it doesn't work, and a a spout of sewage launches from the top of the vehicle and rains down on him. That's pretty much the whole scene. Yep. Yeah. It's memorable. It certainly is memorable. (laughs) TVTropes.org listed the septic tank scene as both toilet humor and surprising realistic outcome because the mistake bob robin williams makes is a somewhat common one this actually happens if if people go and try to empty the septic tank on their rv with just some store-bought plastic tubing they will fail under pressure as the material gets pumped out i'm going to contest that realism on the basis that the geyser shown in the movie doesn't make sense considering the water tanks in an rv are located underneath the cabin No plumbing should be located at the top of the vehicle where the geyser popped out in the movie. That would be horrible engineering. There's no reason for any plumbing to be above the people. (laughs) Yeah, imagine a leak. That'd be disgusting. Horrible! And you're just begging for it to happen. (laughs) Truly. If you weigh the pros and cons, it makes no sense. But the, the mistake at least, is realistic. So people do actually use these store-bought hoses and 
do get poop all over themselves because they fail. Yes. Okay. That happens sometimes. That's unfortunate. All right. Other other famous scenes. There's Christmas Vacation. Uh, has a build up and payoff around Uncle Eddie's RV septic tank. He empties it into a storm drain, and then the grandpa lights a cigar later, causing an explosion. Then there's Vacation 2015, which is a reboot of the National Lampoon classic comedy starring Chevy Chase. Uh, the Griswold kid grows up to be Ed Helms, apparently, and they go cross-country. Another road trip movie, and one scene that I, I only watched the trailer, but it's still there. They swim in sewage because... You have to have a poop joke, apparently. <laughs> I actually think I did see this movie. Really? I think I did, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I just saw the trailer like, oh, they, wait, they did that? <laughs> and I wanted to see what it was about. And of course, like, I couldn't escape. There wasn't an RV in it, which is like always the, the lead in. Vacation didn't feature an RV, but like Meet the Fockers famously does. Uh, though it doesn't have a failed septic tank scene, I'm pretty sure the only reason it doesn't have a failed septic tank scene is because there already was one in Meet the Parents. <laughs> and what was it in Meet the Parents? Because uh, if it wasn't in an RV... Ben Stiller flushed the wrong toilet and it caused an overflow. And then like the, the yard filled up with septic sewage and it was the same space that they were going to host the wedding. They were like oh, walking around. Yeah. And, yeah. Ugh. That movie made me feel some things. All of these movies just make me want to shower, you know? Wait, you don't want to watch Ben Stiller suffer? <laughs> no. I mean, it is a funny movie. They're both funny movies. Do you know how much money people have made just from showing the suffering of Ben Stiller? That'd be a fun list to compile. <laughs> How frequently does Ben Stiller suffer on camera? Hmm. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my favorite cross-country road trip movies is The Fundamentals of Caring. Yes. Which we watched together. We did. And that also features a fair amount of bathroom scenes. But that's a little bit different. Paul Rudd's it's character different. is... is helping Craig Roberts use the bathroom because he's mostly paralyzed from a rare illness. Uh, and that, that serves a different purpose than like the swimming and poop scenes for, for any kind of comedic takeaway. It does have a pretty big pee scene though. And that's all I'll say about that. I don't want to, I don't want to uh, spoil that for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. It's pretty good. I mean, for for the most part, I found the, the bathroom scenes highlight the intimacy of using the bathroom as something we normally do completely by ourselves. And we really take that luxury for granted in our fully able lives. I think it's high time to move on. I spent a lot of time reading about poop jokes in movies, but that's not the only content we're trying to pump out today. If you're listening to this episode in particular because you want a better idea of what it takes to pull a road trip off, I did do a little bit of digging for information on that, too. Uh, the source that I liked the best was a blog post on RoadTripUSA.com 
titled The Ultimate Cross-Country Road Trip Packing List, A Checklist for Long-Distance Driving, which should be noted most of what I'm about to say is paraphrased from this post. There are lots of online resources to help you prepare, but if this is what you wanted to check out as your starting point, hey, I'd say you picked a good one. You know, when it comes to planning a road trip vacation, what preparations are actually appropriate? I've got some listed here, some considerations to keep in mind. Uh, the vehicle, destinations, provisions, fail-safes, places to stop, and road games that you'll need along the way. Let's start with vehicle. Yeah, I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, it, you can't really go on a road trip without one, unless you're Forrest Gump. Your vehicle could be a decked-out RV, or a truck towing a camper, even just a Honda Fit for all anyone cares. Many people ride cross-country on motorcycles for fun. The important thing is that your vehicle drives and is reliable enough to endure the trip. Would it make sense to rent a vehicle other than the one you use every day to get to work? A lot of times, it does. That makes sense. I wouldn't want to beat up my car too much to go all the way across country, especially... The size of it, like if you're going with a whole family, you're going to want something bigger and more reliable. It's true. And RV rentals have a place in the market for a very good reason. And it's exactly that. It's, it's the, the basis of the movie RV. Just saying. <laughs> Destinations. You'll need to uh, plan your trip out. And knowing where you're going is pretty much the whole point of a road trip. Now, mapping out a road trip is not only to get where you're going, but to enjoy the act of going. That means finding the fastest route to the roads that you want to drive on. Also, visiting roadside attractions, cultural landmarks, and distance-separated friends and family make the trip extra special. So put them on the map. Yeah, that's actually how I tend to do my road tripping is exclusively for friends and family and then if there's something along the way right yeah sometimes there's really cool stuff that's a little bit out of the way but it's one of those things that you want to see you know and and it's the point of the road trip to say we are going to go out of our way to see that cool thing that we're curious about provisions i have a question sure If you were to go on a road trip right now, what is the destination that you would want to go to? Uh, I I would love to see grand geological formations. I want to go to the Grand Canyon and see that for sure. Yeah. But things that have places with, with, uh, with special wildlife or naturally occurring sites to see with flora or fauna just to explore and see what's out there i think the grand canyon right now is highest on my list but there there are plenty of other places that i would just happy to be yeah all right well to get there uh you're gonna need some kind of provisions right well here under provisions i have you really shouldn't pack anything just kidding you should pack things that you might have never thought of Things like a battery-powered radio, ponchos, backup batteries, moist towelettes, bags for your trash, up-to-date vaccination records for your pet if you're bringing your pet, multiple forms of currency, cash cards and traveler's checks, 
blankets and so on, naturally, of course, you're going to want identification. If you're going across state lines or, or country lines, if you're going into Canada or if you're in another country and you're just crossing a border, you're going to want a passport. All of these things are important to have on your person. There is a more exhaustive list with explanations for more specific items you should pack on the Road Trip USA blog that I mentioned before. There is a lot, uh, and the, the link will be in the episode description. Other things to take into consideration with those provisions are the time of year, so you might want to prepare for colder weather or for very hot weather, and any other special considerations knowing where you're going that you're going to want something Special is all stuff that, that you're probably going to want to pack ahead of time. I'd imagine some food would also be on the list. No, it, people don't need food. What do you... What? <laughs> well, it seems interesting to me that that's not... Um, I don't know. I didn't write it down, but it, it, there, there are strategies with food, like getting trail mix and jerky and things that are that don't need to be refrigerated in storage to have on hand when, when you get extra hungry. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you can absolutely make stops, but you don't want to be stopping every time someone wants a snack. Right. It's better to have those handy. So it's good to have food on hand, but it's also important to have fail-safes. Three words. Roadside assistance. More words. Vehicle maintenance manuals, fluids such as coolant, oil, water, brake fluid, power steering fluid, which is usually also transmission fluid depending on the vehicle, car jack, and air pump for tires. You might have a great reliable vehicle that has never failed before. You may have knocked on wood. Prepare for bad shit to happen. Yeah, Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. If something bad can happen, it will happen. Well... It doesn't have to be something bad. That's something I learned from Interstellar. Anything that can happen will happen. Sure. Places to stop. Let the kids and the dog out to play. Stretch your arms and legs and eat something at a picnic table instead of in a moving metal box for once. It's more relaxing to sit under a tree than between two people in the back seat of a fully loaded Volvo V70 while Dad blasts talk radio so he doesn't fall asleep. Extended stretches of pure driving will likely be an essential part of staying on course, but take breaks to enjoy your vacation, whether you're at the St. Louis Arch or just some secluded patch of soft grass. Cool off. Take a break. And finally, while you're on those extended stretches of driving, you're going to want to entertain yourself, which is where road games play an extra special part in any road trip. You can only do car karaoke for so long. What is car karaoke? Singing along to the radio or a, a playlist or something. You know, you can sing sing games or s sing some camp songs, you know, type deal. When I, when I think karaoke, I think of being prompted with the words on the screen. Like that, that to me is the quintessence of karaoke. And now I'm trying to imagine one person trying to prompt the other people in singing a song that they haven't necessarily sang before and just like a little bit ahead of every line being like it's a repeat after me song we know some repeat after me songs i know yes i know repeat after me songs but i'm talking like you know you're playing something on the radio it's like oh 
Oh, okay, okay. I know this one. I know this one. Get ready. All right. So the, the first one is... <laughs> I like this image. What, would you believe your eyes? Go. go. If, if 10 million fireflies go... <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they didn't know the tune. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times someone would be like, wait, what? S- speak up, what? <laughs> Line. Come on, no, no, you're going to have to be a little bit louder than that. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of frustration. I would love to see that in real time. Someone trying to prompt the person with like the words that they're about to say. Uh <laughs> to a beat that would be a disaster yeah so there that's that's one of them singing along to the radio is one thing but yeah that does get old there are times when your voices just get tired and and you can't really keep it up anymore Uh, i wanted to get like a really good list of road games and perhaps even road games that i had never played before but there really aren't that many i googled games to play in the car and it listed all the ones that like I was already very familiar with and then just threw in cyberpunk 2077 for some reason. <laughs> like of all the games to, to play on the road, I wouldn't expect cyberpunk 2077 to just like run on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention that's like, you want something that can involve the whole family. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Cyberpunk 2077 is necessarily good for the four-year-old. like uh, <laughs> Or the driver. Or the driver, yeah, good point, good point. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really blame Google for kind of running out of ideas and being like, well, here's advertisement for Temple Run, which was on there, too. Was, you know, mobile games. I'm surprised, like, Pokemon wasn't on there, because that was one that I know I played on the road. Pokemon Silver, just tapping away at that as we drove across West Virginia. You weren't there for that trip, but... No, I wasn't. That's probably why I relied so heavily on Pokemon. Because <laughs> I wasn't there to play Yeah. these games with you? Yeah. So what are some of these games? So the, the first one I have listed here is Hangman. One player draws an empty gallows and an underscore for each letter in a mystery word or phrase for the other players to figure out. The other players guess one letter at a time to populate the underscores, but if they guess a letter incorrectly, body parts are drawn hanging from the gallows until a full human figure is drawn hanging to death, or until every letter in the word or phrase has been guessed correctly. That's very morbid. I mean, that's the game. (laughs) (laughs) It is the game. (laughs) 20 questions. One player chooses a mystery answer. Other players ask up to 20 yes or no questions to figure out what the mystery answer is. I spy. One player says, I spy with my little eye something, and then adds an incomplete description for an object with an eye shot. Other players then guess what the exact object has been spied based on the incomplete description. The alphabet game. Each player finds letters on signs and license plates that are located outside of the vehicle calling out each letter they pass by in alphabetical order, starting with A and ending with Z. Mad Libs. Get one of the books. It's easier than explaining it. (laughs) I love that Google put this one in there. The Quiet Game. Every player falls silent. The first time a player breaks the silence, they are knocked out of the game. 
it's inevitable. You're going to end up playing the quiet game at some point. If it's you're true, in a man. car with your family for more than five hours, like it's happening. Super true. Yep. It, it, I remember it happening at work too. <laughs> it was a story for a different day. Also, it'd be a crime to not mention punch buggy slash yellow car slash Woody slash Padiddle. So anytime a passenger sees a Volkswagen Beetle, a car painted yellow, a car with wood paneling, or a car with one of its headlights out, they can call it out, point at it, and then inflict a prescribed punishment on the person next to them, usually a swift punch in the arm. I feel like only Punch Buggy had the violence factor. Like, I don't know what yellow car Woody had, but Padiddle, you just smack the roof of the car. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, you get points for, for noticing it first. And... The, the whole, like, dopamine reward for that game is like, ha, I noticed that before you did, but you feel freaking stupid for not <laughs> noticing it before I did. And then the other person yeah. in the car is like, oh, I'm so stupid for not noticing that before they did. <laughs> I want to know who came up with these games and they're like, we're going to learn some observational tactics. <laughs> <laughs> This this is a great way to, to exercise our brains. This is this is good, clean family fun. Oh look a Volkswagen Beetle! Prepare to get bruised. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough. It is pretty rough, and like there there is an ongoing debate about how certain games, specifically video games, have poisoned the minds of kids and promote hyper violence and all of that but no one ever really brings up how punch buggy teaches us that it's fun to hurt each other (laughs) yeah yeah but video games don't talk about how everybody poops either and that's just toxic (laughs) it's toxic If 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 you're basing your bathroom habits on skyrim you will never shit and your body will just by itself until you die. <laughs> <laughs> the real there are other dangers games. inflicted. It's true, but like to to bring it into physical form is like video games are teaching our kids to twiddle their thumbs so hard that it's ending society. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when it when it comes to reducing damage i feel like we should abandon punch buggy and just stick to cyberpunk 2077 (laughs) i okay i have to say i have not actually personally played this game but i have looked over people's shoulder and it is bizarre it's a bizarre game you're talking about cyberpunk again yeah what was bizarre about it? Was all was it all the bugs that everybody talks about, or is it just like well, the there's nature the bugs, but also yeah, the story of it is really bizarre. Uh, the the plot in general, um, you can pick your genitals. It's it's just an interesting game, <laughs> quote unquote interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's a loaded interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to play it, but I'm also not a video game person, so... Any uh, any final questions or comments about road trips in reference to what we've discussed today? Um, no? Good, because I am not sure I have an answer for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I have anything. 
I feel like we touched on a lot of information here today. So we hope that brought you a little context. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I hope it, you know, got you a little bit uh, loaded, interested in road trips and the uh, the inner uh, plumbing systems of recreational vehicles. Uh, <laughs> I've got a road trip planned in July. Uh, it will not be in an RV, and hopefully there will be no poop geysers. Um, but Stone I think that bite. I'm going to check out this article and get some good tips. Yeah, yeah. There, there are a lot of great resources out there, and, and uh, you should check them all out. Get uh, uh, as much information as you can to make more informed decisions on your specific journey. And work with what you got. Make it happen. Get on the road, see the sights, see the people, and enjoy life. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more from me, you can check me out on Twitter, at Spicy Hogan. I'm also on Twitter, at Devarooney. We will come back to you with more content uh, in two weeks. Until then, take care. We love you. We hope this brought you a little context. Sources for this episode can be found in the episode description. You can find our other episodes through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also reach us through MGMT at littlecontext.com. Drop us a line. We love you.